In September 1780, a ragtag group of backwoodsmen from what is today North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia assembled to begin a journey to defend their homes and belief in liberty. They met their destiny at Kings Mountain, and this is their story. The Mitchell County Historical Society presents Footsteps for Freedom, The Road to Kings Mountain, Episode 14, Major Patrick Ferguson. Today's episode is about the one who would be considered the villain in our story, but it's more complicated than that. Major Patrick Ferguson was a noted officer in the British Army, and he even invented a rifle that was named after him. But we'll get to all of that as we tell his story. Patrick Ferguson was born June 4, 1744 in Aberdeenshire, Scotland. Both of his parents came from the nobility. Young Patrick began military service as a teenager, serving with the Scots Greys in the Seven Years' War. After an injury sidelined him for a time, Ferguson joined the 70th Regiment of Foot in the British Army, and he was sent to the West Indies where he served until the leg injury he suffered earlier rendered his service there complete. He returned to England in 1772, gaining the attention of General William Howe, who later served as the Commander-in-Chief of British Forces during the Revolutionary War. He also invented the Ferguson Rifle, a breech-loading flintlock weapon that was considered the most superior sharpshooting rifle of the time. A soldier armed with the Ferguson Rifle could fire up to eight shots per minute compared to the three rounds a soldier armed with a standard British Brown Best musket could get off and the one shot per minute that the Overmountain Frontiersmen could average with their Kentucky Long Rifles. Ferguson was shipped to the American colonies in 1777. He commanded a small unit armed with his experimental rifles at the Battle of Brandywine. During this battle, Ferguson passed on the opportunity to kill General George Washington, who had unknowingly rode very close to Ferguson's concealed troops well within the lethal range of the new rifle. Ferguson felt it was ungentlemanly to kill such a brave officer in such a manner and ordered his men not to fire. Later, during the same battle, a musket ball shattered his elbow that put him out of commission for a year. He returned to Britain to recuperate and to attend to his father's estate, who had recently passed away. In 1778, he returned to the colonies under the command of Henry Clinton, leading a raid at Little Egg Harbor River in New Jersey in the Battle of Chestnut Neck, where his troops bayoneted the Patriot forces. On October 25, 1779, Ferguson was promoted to Major of the 71st Regiment of Foot and sent south with Lord Cornwallis to capture Charleston and to recruit Loyalist militia to the King's colors. After the fall of Charleston, he moved into the western portions of North and South Carolina, where he engaged in several skirmishes in the summer of 1780. The battles enraged Ferguson as they occurred against ragtag groups of men from the Piedmont and mountains of North and South Carolina, along with the Watauga settlements in today's East Tennessee. These skirmishes featured quick attacks by the Patriots, followed by retreats into the hills. This led to Ferguson traveling to Gilberttown, today's Rutherfordton, and making his famous declaration that he was going to chase the retreating Patriot forces across the mountains to their homes, hang their leaders, and lay waste to their settlements, quote, with fire and sword, unquote. Upon learning a large force of mountaineers was gathering against him, Ferguson retreated towards Cornwallis' forces in Charlotte. 
Fearing that the Patriots were hot on his trail, he headed southeasterly and found a nondescript hill that rose some 800 feet above the surrounding area. He determined that would be a perfect and formidable defensible location for his troops. They could see around them in a 360-degree sweep, and they could repulse any attacks coming their way. The force ascended the slopes to the mountain and began digging in for battle, which would be coming in a few days. Ferguson felt assured that, quote, God himself could not remove me from that mountain, unquote. Now, we'll stop there with Ferguson and tell his fate when we talk about the Battle of Kings Mountain later. Footsteps for Freedom, The Road to Kings Mountain is a production of the Mitchell County Historical Society, a nonprofit organization committed to the preservation of the history, heritage, and culture of Mitchell County. Today's program was written, narrated, and produced by David Biddicks. Special thanks, as always, goes to WTOE in Spruce Pine, North Carolina, 1470 on the AM dial, and WKYK in Burnsville, North Carolina, 940 on the AM dial, for airing our program. You can also download episodes through the Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, along with other podcatching software. Learn more at mitchellnchistory.org forward slash OVM. The Mitchell County Historical Society offices are located in the historic Mitchell County Courthouse in Bakersville. We'd love to have you become a member of our society. You can learn more about us on the web at mitchellnchistory.org. There you can also see show notes about today's episode, links to online resources about the Battle of Kings Mountain and those involved in it, and much more about Mitchell County's history and heritage. You can also visit us on Facebook and Twitter. Join us next time as we continue our journey to Patrick Ferguson and the famous battle atop Kings Mountain. (laughs) 